You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. You're still well, Mr. Elegant, you Canadian sissy, you. Well, I didn't bring I didn't bring my cup with me. You didn't bring a Yeti down no, to no. vacation time. Wow. Here's the deal. We're so cheap. We fly the budget airlines. So we mm-hmm. flew down on Spirit, which and is basically now, your door did stay on. The window stayed on the plane, oh, okay. yes. All right. No, that's the that's the high price Alaskan. Yeah, <laughs> that's those people aren't they're not cheap. So, I know. So they had enough elastic bands, enough rubber bands around the plane on Spirit. <laughs> they were able to hold it together. You don't get windows on Spirit. There's no windows. <laughs> well, say, you always want a, a, an extremely physically fit pilot and co-pilot because yeah. their legs get tired pedaling that thing. You're not kidding. <laughs> the problem is getting the cows off the runway because they don't use, you know, the major airline airports. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I usually try to get a window seat. I think I'm having some second thoughts on that now. <laughs> and fortunately, nobody got sucked out of that thing. Oh, man. Oh, that happened oh, a few my years goodness. ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I just heard a tragic story uh, down here. I met a, a young man. His wife was a test, uh, a um, training uh, pilot and uh, worked at a, a school here. And she had a mid-air collision, and they buried that young lady on their first anniversary. What a sad story. Sad story. A way and, to be uh, a boomer and keep us from I know. joking and laughing around. Thanks. I know, I know. But to... Uh, I just thought of that. My, my heart just breaks for him. I thought of that today, and I thought, wow, I, I'm going to pray for him. Pray, Folks, pray for that young man today. Um, that's tough. Yeah. Wow. Okay, now let's get back to the <laughs> regular routine. Yes, my brother. <laughs> you can talk to me. <laughs> I need to talk to somebody. <laughs> oh, my. We're talking churches. We're talking how to find a church when you move away. And, and death. And death. <laughs> what happens if you? What happens if you're flying to your new church and your seat goes out the side of the plane? <laughs> Just plant and grow. Plant and grow. <laughs> oh man! Oh, what a podcast this is. <laughs> I think we just spiral spiraled out of control. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You're not kidding. So uh, the question, if you've just kind of joined us, hopefully you're, uh, you know, you're not binging backwards. But uh, the question is, asked by one of our listeners, uh, a lady asked and said, I'm moving and I'm trying to find a good church and I'm having a hard time. The churches I'm going through are kind of scary. And uh, what do you do to find a good church? And I think one of the things that you've got to do when you're looking for a good church is you've got to you've got to find something that you can access. Um, you want to find one that is as close as possible. I believe in the local church. 
Sometimes you have to drive a great distance. We have people in my home church that drive over 20 minutes to come um, because they said that's that's the best we can do for local. And I... 20 if minutes I'm gonna is join nothing church, in Columbus because of traffic. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you want to find a place where you can get to and serve. Um, yes. And, and that's I think that's very important. And you might find one that you really like. It's, you know, 45 minutes away. And you might have one that's 15 minutes away that's not exactly, but you could at least be at every service and be involved in the activities. If you're going to be missing services because of long distance, that can be a problem. So I think you want to find something that's local church. You want to find something that's close. Yeah, I would disagree. I would go to the 45-minute one if it was better. Because if you're going to go. If, if you're, you're going to go. No, if you're going to settle for a church 20 minutes away, you're not going to go. Mm. You're not going to go, even though it's closer. Because eh, we go in tonight, eh. Yeah, maybe. You know, instead of, you know, yeah. Yeah, let's go. You know, make sure we're ready. I, I, I just see it in the long run. It's worth the distance, you know, to get to that place where you know this is it. Yeah. Well, hopefully you're a strong enough Christian that you can, you know, make that stand. But if you're not, then, yeah, I think you—I'm just saying you got to get where you're going to go. And Yeah, and, well, and you active. commit to whatever the church is you commit to. You right. know, so if you're committing— to join a church that's close, that may not be like the other guy that's 45 minutes away, well, then you better understand that and make that commitment, you know? And right. if you're making the commitment to go, all right, you know, uh, we're going to get done with school and get there on Wednesday nights, so we'll probably always have to get something fast food and eat it in the car, mm -hmm. then make that commitment. You know, mm -hmm. do what is spiritually best for you and your family. Right. Okay, let me ask you this. Let's shift gears a little bit. We found the church. We we found a place where the preachers bang on, the doctrines bang on, you know, the music's, you know, what we're looking for or need. I should say need more than looking for. And so now how do you acclimate into that church as a new person? What are some things that you would recommend that people would do so they get to meet people and feel a part of the church quickly? Well, you want to jump in and get involved as much as you can. Now, some churches, including ours, would not yeah. let somebody be a Sunday school teacher till no. they've been there for about six months mm -hmm. because you just want to make sure that it's not the person coming in isn't a wolf in sheep's clothing. And so you want to make sure that they're not, you know, teaching something that's, you know, not a doctrinal position of the church. And so within six months, you can generally understand that. But I would get involved in everything else. You know, ladies get in the nursery, try to get in a choir or special music. If you're musical at all, uh, you don't have to have any talent. And I'm not insulting somebody, but you don't have to have any talent to knock on a door and hand somebody a track or invite them to church. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so that's all that it takes is, hi, here's a track, we'd love to see at church, thank you. I mean, if that's all right. you can muster because you're, mm -hmm. you're embarrassed or shy, everybody can do that. You know, so, but right. get involved. You know, you're going to wind up meeting some people, and I would say let's plan on going out to eat with somebody on Sunday afternoon to get to know them a little bit better, right. starting with the pastor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, I would say invite them to your home, invite mm -hmm. their family to come meet your family. That yep. helps the pastor out tremendously. 
to be able to just sit and see your home, see your settings, see how you interact in that home, see how your kids are, um, and then you get to see them as well. And you can have those conversations that you want to have. Yep. Um, and, and sometimes it's, it's nice just not to have any of those deep conversations. Just have a good time. Just ha- have them over, have a good meal, and um, you know, play some games or something, whatever you like to do. And then, and then just make that initial contact. And then maybe ask the pastor, who are some other folks that you think would mix with us or, or be a good match for us? Um, some families that maybe have the same kid age groups and and likes and dislikes you know in that in that meeting you say you know i like hockey anybody else in the church like hockey um i like you know the lady says i like no quilting. they're and, christians oh that's true yeah that's yeah that's probably gonna work <laughs> if they're christians they cheer for the maple leafs <laughs> you first say do you like boxing and if that's they like right. boxing then you take it a level up do you that's like right. mma that's right. Okay, if they like that, then take it yeah. to the next highest yeah. level. Mm-hmm. Now do you like hockey? So. That's right. That's right. That's right. Very sure. That's good. Um, so, yeah, so you can ask some of those things, and they can give you kind of a heads up. And I've done that as a pastor. I've said to people, hey, um, you guys need to get together with so-and-so. I think you guys would be a good fit as a family, and uh, that kind of helps pretty quick. Realizing that, and if you're listening as a church member and somebody new's coming in, realize it's awkward to come into a church and not know anybody. Be that person that goes yes, to them and say, hey, we want to invite you over. We want to have you into our home and let you get to know us, and we can tell you you know, some things at the church that would be a help to you. And if you do that, don't you dare criticize and tear up and give all the bad news. Oh, you sat by Mrs. So-and-so. She's such a gossip. Don't, don't do that. Uh, they'll find out on their own. but definitely i think yeah get together for some fellowship with the pastor i think the the assistant pastor the youth pastor the you know the music minister if there's one um those kind of people i think are really good to get into your home right away and 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 they'll reciprocate usually and uh, help you with that so yeah i think that's a great thing yeah yeah i would agree and then Get to some of the activities, whether it's your Sunday school class activity or, you know, some kind of a church event. Uh, Just make sure that you just jump in and and participate and you're going to get to know people and Mm -hmm. you're going to make that connection. And you can surprise yourself where you may fully expect to be friends with maybe these other two or three families and you may connect, but you could really surprise yourself and find somebody maybe two generations older than you and yeah. there is just a connection there and you can just you know in a christian way fall in love with each other and and just be amazed at how they feel like family yeah 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 um i think it's important for your kids sake that you find some other kids in the church that they could connect with. That and you really can't helps. force that. You can't right. force that. That really but helps. But y- you can definitely introduce them because for a parent to say, hey, we're going to have this family over, this is Jimmy, this is Johnny, you know, and this is our daughter Jenna and, you know, whatever. It's so much easier than those kids making that connection in a class. Um, and I will say this, if you're moving and you're moving teenagers, wow, you've really got to help them. I really caution people against moving teenagers if you can do it at all. I know it's not always possible, but when those kids have to go to a new school, to the new kid, you know, they've got to break through those, those cliquish groups. That's tough. And if you can help them by in church, sitting by them, uh, inviting them over, you know, 
ask the parents, hey, our kids have a game system. Could your guys come over and play if they have the game system? Those kind of things I think are a great help as well when you're getting into a church. Yeah. Now, I will agree with you that it's difficult, but as a teenager who went to almost three different churches, you know, um, it is extremely uncomfortable, but I think it's a good experience. You know, so I, I wouldn't just say, don't do it. Um, right. Man, if you know that it's the will of God for you, then you know it's the will of God for them because that's how God works. So mm-hmm. it is God's will that they would be there. We've had a lot of those discussions in our home whenever we came and and moved from, you know, 250 teenagers to, you know, two other teenagers, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and and it was God's will for them because it was God's will for me. And so, you know, that's how you have to accept it. But you better understand it is tough because yeah. every move I made I hated except the one that where we went back to Cleveland, which I had always sure. felt was home. Sure. And so yeah. um, I did hate it. I hated every every move as a teenager. But, you know, it's it's different when your dad's the pastor. You can't yeah. walk around sullen and mean and angry no. and, and kick people well, I want to say too, you, you, I don't think you were the typical teenager. I mean, you, you've had a strong walk with the Lord since you were a very young man. Superlative. And I'd Word bang the, the cup day. if I could, but China just doesn't <laughs> give the same ring. Don't break your China. Don't break the with China. With your little pinky extended. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, you're, you're not, I don't think, the standard for most teenagers. And, and I get that. I understand if, if you know, God's calling a man to a, p- a place, then he's got to answer the call of God. But I would suggest this. I would try to incorporate your teenagers into that decision and say, listen, we're going we're gonna to have to make this move. God's calling us to do it. What can we do? How can we, how can we as a family make that move? What can we do for you to help you in making that move uh, as easy as possible? I think, I think that. Don't just go and say, hey, pack up your bags. We're moving. And the kids have no input or, you know. Well, yeah, we, we had long discussions, many, many, many months, you know, before that, before it actually happened. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You got but it. We, you got but it. we did not, we did not uh, submit ourselves to bribery. No. What no. can we do for you? What, yeah, that's right. Uh, buy me a car, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Um, I was just talking to a guy the other day. I was uh, I was out, and there were two little boys, and uh, we got talking. And I said, uh, I said, guys, I are you having a good day. Oh yeah, great day. We went to Disney, and we went to Universal, and we did all this. And I said, wow. I said, you got great parents. You better go over and give them a big hug and kiss. And they said, we already did. And I said, oh, that's great. And these guys are like <laughs> seven and five. You know, that's their parents awesome. were off. Their parents were just off a little bit. And uh, they heard me talking, and they're laughing. That's great. And uh, so the dad came over, and I said, hey, man, you got some good kids here. I said, these are good boys. I said, uh, I told them they ought to give you a big hug and kiss. He goes, well, i got to be honest with you. We bribed them because we told them we're moving. <laughs> he, said, he said, somebody came and gave us an unsolicited offer on our house that we couldn't refuse. Wow. And so we decided to move. We told our kids, hey, we're moving next month. But to make oh, it easier, we'll take you to Disney. My goodness! Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wow. worked out pretty good for them. So kids, maybe, maybe have somebody you know come by and look at your house, and you'll get a trip to Disney. <laughs> out of it. I don't know. <laughs> now every pastor is cringing. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. So what about little kids? You have little children. Is there a concern in moving little children for you? 
Well, a little more resilient. Well, it would be a concern if you're moving away from grandma and grandpa. Yeah. You know, because that, that is a that is always a big consideration. Now, yes. eventually, grandma and grandpa may make the choice to come and follow you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, especially, you know, if grandma and grandpa's got three or four sets of grandkids all over, that mm. makes it tough for them. But right. still, you, you better at least recognize that and, and understand that, you know, as a part of, or maybe you're moving closer to grandma and grandpa, and that may not be the best thing. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa's a drinker, you know. Yeah. Um, you know they're they're cuss mouth rebels. You, uh, I mean, you know, not yeah. every grandma or grandpa is wonderful. So you know that to me, the first thing is that second thing would be education. What yeah. are you going to do about education? And yeah. hopefully, you've already started on a on a scriptural path to begin with. And so, you know, maybe you're in a Christian school and maybe there's not a Christian school. You're going to have to start researching mm-hmm. about homeschool or something. You know, it just or or maybe you feel like your kids are able to handle it in, in high school or whatever. You know, whatever the situation, that education, I think, is is the primary next thing. You know, after you've already investigated the church, that that's your primary thing, because yeah. that'll consume most of their time, attention and indoctrination. Yeah, I was really pleased when I talked to Steve, Melissa, and they told me they were moving back to Columbus. They said, in spite of you know many of the things that you've already mentioned about grandparents, in spite of a grandfather who is mean and you know um, can really be you know kind of a bad guy, they still decided to move back to Columbus. So praise the Lord they, for them. They and saw a need. They, they saw, saw a need great and need. They saw you know maybe I can do something to help help curb <laughs> that guy's anger. They said there is Mama. There you <laughs> we, go. We that is the truth. That's that is the only reason, right there. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Oh man. Yeah. The grandparents. That's a big thing. And I told my kids, uh, you're never allowed to move. Uh, you can't move. They're, the will of God is for you to stay. It, it will never be yeah. to move. Um, the grandkids. That's a huge thing. And and I'll be honest. Grandparents are great help today. A lot of grandparents help yes. raise kids. Um, they babysit or. You know, you're not allowed to say that anymore. Mm-hmm. You watch the children. Um, mom and dad may have to work, um, some of those situations. So that's always that's always something. But I have had a lot of grandparents tell me that they move to be with the kids and then the kids move again. And that's a bit mm-hmm. of a hardship if, uh, you know, you're trying to follow your grandkids. And, and most grandparents will make the move once, maybe twice. But if you move three times, they're probably not coming with you. Um, that's, that's hard to do as you get older. But, yeah, that's definitely a consideration, grandparents for sure. Um, well, yeah. the other thing, and not only because it has sort of hit close to home to us um, together, but when there's a death of a spouse and yeah. sometimes you need to move, right. you know, I mean, it, you, you have to find a good church yeah. to get rooted in because your whole life has just been turned upside down. So, Absolutely. I mean, I would say that regardless of anything that that is going on, mm-hmm. you know, with our with our dear friends, but... Um, you know that that is something that you have to consider yeah. as well. Uh, of is is this going to be a spiritual benefit? And if it's mm. a spiritual benefit for the move, then you, then it's good, regardless mm. what the other inconveniences may be. Right, right. Wow, good, good stuff. That's twenty minutes, and uh, 
we've covered a lot of topic, a lot of that topic. So for what we thought we might not get through in a day, we stretch it out to a week. So we have more knowledge than we even knew we had. It's amazing. Wow, the wisdom, profound. Hey, wait, do you hear that bird? No, they're all gone. Jackasaurus. <laughs> It must be Denise's pet. I I hear that bird. I hear that bird. I thought you were going to say it was the cuckoo. The cuckoo bird or the dodo bird. Oh, man. No, this is the mighty blue jay. This is the mighty mighty northern blue blue jay. jay. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's me. That's me. I'm Al Stone. I am your bird of the north. And uh, some call me Big Bird. <laughs> some call me the Looney Bird. But I'm Al Stone. I am leaving the Orlando area in just a day or so. And I want to say that. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to getting home. Blizzard. <laughs> You're so excited. But my it's grandkids are there. such a blizzard. I'll see my grandkids. I haven't seen them for a couple of days. It'll be good to be back. They probably won't recognize me. Well, here care. you are sitting outside in a short sleeve shirt on your deck, mm. and me too. Yeah, short sleeve you are. shirt. You are sitting out on my deck in uh, this wonderful weather in Columbus. <laughs> you're down in the basement with three heaters going, is what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> this is Tim Talks. I'm Al Stone, and it's been great to be with you this week. We're looking forward to next week already, and uh, keep those topics coming in. We had a couple of really good ones come in. Uh, we got some ones that are a little lighter and some that are a little in-depth. And hmm. uh, Brother Tom Klein from out in Western Canada uh, sent in a great topic idea. And uh, his always consider uh, take a little more thought and study and take a little longer to get to, but we'll get to that for sure. And uh, so on behalf of all of Canada, thank you for listening to Tim Talks in the top 100 religious podcasts in Canada. Tim Talks. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Thank you so much for all the good ratings, good reviews, and that you have already subscribed to hear us on your favorite podcast listening platform uh, in the United States, ranked 48,000 out of 12,000. This is Tim Talks. Yeah. You know what? I need to do one more thing. One more thing. I need to say. Oh, yes. One second. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I want to say I want to say congratulations to Mary Jane Raider. Yep. Mary Jane was listening on Christmas Day. Yep. And Mary Jane, you're going to receive a an email uh, with a code to get a free copy of uh, Brother uh, Covey's book, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. It's a great read. You'll enjoy it. So congratulations to you. Thank you so much for listening to Tim Talks even on Christmas Day. And and MJ, listen. Next year, we'll try to get you over to our house so you don't hey, have to I, be alone and listen we'll to We'll send our talks. book out. I'm writing oh, a book yeah. on My Life with Al. Whoa. My Life with Al. I thought it was the coloring book. <laughs> 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 this is Tim Talks. Have a great weekend day. Go to church. I hope you got one. If you don't, Amen. find a good one. Amen. This is Tim Talks. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.